The warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching, where we help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen for your children to become amazing and successful human beings. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me this week is... Hello, I'm Abby Marison. I am one of the education programme managers for Festival Bridge and I have 10 years under my belt as teaching uh, in a primary school. Hi, I'm Rob. I'm currently teaching Year 4 class in Milton Keynes but I've worked in every key stage and key stage 2 downwards. And today we are celebrating the Chinese New Year of the Tiger, along with exploring what religion and philosophy we can teach with this week's folktale from Taiwan. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for No Tigers on the Table. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you sign up as an epic educator, you'll also get a copy as an ebook or paperback, illustrated by the marvellous Mario Coelho, the full audiobook for you to download at any time, and even some tips for telling the story yourself. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Abby and Rob and also Mr. Chen and the entire village of Sinkang in Taiwan, who, of course, the, the reason why we're telling the story with them is because it is going to very soon be the Chinese New Year. Um, but it's uh, going to be the Year of the Tiger coming up, um, which is why we wanted uh, to have a nice Chinese story involving a tiger. And yeah, where can we or how can we use this story then to really help our children explore the, the concepts found in Chinese New Year. Abby, do you want to kick us off with this one? Absolutely. So I think that particularly with the younger children and with anyone who really doesn't know much about Chinese New Year and about uh, the culture that's associated with it, a really great starting point is to explain that the year that you were born in means that you have an animal um, that's associated with you and with particular characteristics. So really great to get the, the wider community involved in this by um, maybe asking all the teachers if they're happy to share what year they were born in. So uh, <laughs> you can then say, okay, uh, a particular year will be associated with a particular dog. So around the people that you're listening to. So I am the year of the dog, 1982. Uh, and my characteristics should be then that I'm loyal and honest and amiable and kind and cautious and prudent. I like and the way you, you said should be there. <laughs> <laughs> Supposedly. So that's quite nice because you can uh, do a little bit of what Rob shared uh, earlier in last week, I believe it was, uh, about dictionaries and making mm -hmm. sure that you know what each of those words means and, and finding out what those, what those words actually mean. Chip is the year of the pig, so he's 1983, and Rob is 86, so the year of the tiger. So what you can do is, is either with people who are happy to share their birthdays with you, or what you could do is ask the young people as a bit of home learning to find out the uh, the year that their siblings or their parents or their grandparents were born in. Uh, and then hopefully you'll get a real spectrum of the different animals. You could make a nice display board of um, different animals of, of people that you have connected to your class of what animals they are and yeah, find out what those characteristics mean. And then if you've got any young people expecting younger 
um, siblings to be born or, or any um, yeah. children who are on their way in the coming year, you can say, right, well, you're going to be a tiger. And our, all our topic at the moment is based on no tigers on the table. And we we want to know that we'll be celebrating new new tigers in this year. So mm, let's see um, uh, arguments breaking out in a house where it's um, changing time for the baby. No tigers on the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And um, it has to be remembered, well, I suppose it doesn't have to be, but it probably should be remembered that um, things like Chinese astrology were once upon a time considered a science. Um, they didn't appear mm. out of nowhere. They came out from a time where science literally just meant observing the way uh, the world around you. And they obviously observed that people who were born in a particular year demonstrated such and such equality and people who were born in another year demonstrated such and such equality and these qualities seem to repeat themselves in 12-year cycles. Um, now I don't know how true this is, I must admit I haven't done the research myself but perhaps you could be running this as a little experiment in your school to find out just how accurate the uh, Chinese astrology is. There's a lovely whole school assembly coming up there, I think, is where the, the head teacher <laughs> okay. can say, right, each of you, mm. <laughs> each year group is meant to uh, represent these different things and, and watch out this teacher because you're getting this lot next year. <laughs> That's true, actually. Yeah, because uh, the whole class will be represented by one particular, well, pretty much, maybe two animals. Animals, mm, one yeah. or two yeah. Um, but yeah you're going to unless going you've got mixed year with... groups and then you could have four animals uh, yes. yeah you could end up with, <laughs> with more animals but in that case then uh, the, the actual ch uh, story of the Chinese New Year that the race itself is a good one to come back to because mm. there are lots of lovely little moments in that story I know thinking of the tiger again especially the tiger was expecting to win being as as we, as we said right at the end of the last episode about how tigers can actually swim um, the tiger was <laughs> expecting to win and it's very competitive anyway and was a little bit um, annoyed at how it got beaten but if you go right to the end of the story the tiger Tiger did eventually accept the rat as the winner and um, thought that it was quite cunning and clever. And that whole side of acceptance mm -hmm. is is also there in the the character of the tiger. So, yeah, I think uh, you can you can explore those qualities as well by using the race story to show how even though you're different animals, you can still get along. Mm. Um, I'm a bit disappointed that no aquatic animals took part in this race. <laughs> there's no fish there's it's no not very inclusive is it no. <laughs> no no you had to go all the way to greece i think in order to um uh, have a, an aquatic sign yes you did yeah so i also want to talk a little bit about chinese new year again partly because it's not a, it's a story which as adults we know because we've experienced it for we've had more lifetime to experience it but mm. the younger children or the children we teach probably haven't no. come across it so just to tell them the story and like abby said identify the different characteristics of each animal and their what they represent and things like that so identify that with the children that works across the whole school and, and then i've also got like retell it with a modern spin so how could you could you do it differently i'm not entirely sure how i would do it but whether you change the animals whether you would instead of a race across a river it might be crossing a road or hmm. uh, something like that and then kind of drawing it back and say is the message is the same that different people or different animals have got different qualities and characteristics 
So mm. then kind of, do we need to change it? Or does the original story still work and have value? It's a very popular story trope, actually. One of the stories that I've researched for a collection of the stories that Roald Dahl heard when he was a, a young boy includes the story of the King of the Birds. Um, and it's yeah. a very similar idea. All of the birds mm -hmm. flying up into the sky, the one who can fly the highest is going to be the one who gets to be the King of the Birds. But I think that there's a loophole, actually. They, they say it's whoever gets the highest in the sky who's going to be the King of the Birds. And of course, Eagle is able to fly the highest, but it's a, a much smaller bird sitting on his back who ends up being the highest and so comes back down as the king um so yeah you, you get that whole race uh, challenge between animals um in quite a few different versions i think so that's re then is it the um looking at the the, the chinese new year yeah exploring different religions from around the world and different beliefs i think mm. it would be really wise to mention or just to add it into this particular episode especially with the the phrase cultural capital becoming quite hot with the new Ofsted framework. Okay. You mentioned at one point, Rob, young people aren't likely to have come across this story. You know, obviously in Norfolk, Suffolk, Peterborough, Cambridgeshire, you're really right. We don't have good diversity. The, the young people who represent mm. this particular culture, probably there, there aren't many, but maybe we should just make reference to the fact that it's so important to learn about the cultures that either might be represented in your schools or yes, have yeah. to learn about them because they're not represented in our schools. So maybe mm. just to pick up on on your point, just to make sure it's clear that we understand the importance of it. Absolutely, yeah. That's all we have time for today, folks. If you try out any of these ideas, or if you'd like us to help you teach a topic you are soon to cover with your young learners, let us know on social media using at Teach Happily, or leave us a review using your favourite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can learn in a way that's effective, memorable and enjoyable all at the same time. Tomorrow, the village of Hasinkang will help us teach art. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio! And we hope to hear your story soon.